0: This episode of Open Mind is brought to you in association with very.co.uk. Do you wish you could find a home for everything in your home? From the bedroom to the bathroom, living room to the garden, very has all kinds of space saving sets and storage essentials to keep everything neat and tidy. From sideboards to side tables, cabinets to cupboards, it's easy to create a stylish space in your place with very. It's time to live well, sleep well, eat well, and spend well at very.co.uk. Hi guys, so this is the last episode of series two. I can't believe that I'm saying that. We've done a whole two series of Open Mind podcasts. And my last guest is going to be Scarlett Moffat. Yay, hi. I like the way that... Is it Moffat? Well,
1: I think it just depends what your accent is, because I don't actually think I say my own name right.
0: How do you say say it? I say Moffat.
1: Yeah, but it's got no I or E's in, so I don't mind how you say it. I've been called a lot worse, Frankie. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: So you might know Scarlett from Gogglebox, I feel like that's the first place that people might know you from, Um, TV presenter and you were officially Queen of the Jungle in 2016 was it? Yeah,
1: where I was with your legend of a husband.
0: Yeah, so that's when I first met you. although it was like passing ships
1: because I think I had like a day in the Versace and then had to go back home.
0: I know, yeah, it was mental time for you, I imagine. It was crazy. How was that for you? How did you find that? Because I feel like people already knew who you were, but then being on I'm a Celeb just takes you to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, do you know what? It was like, I always try and look for the positives of things. It was like amazing and it was really, really like the most surreal experience. But equally the only way to sort of go when you're right at the top is down which no one explained that to me so I really enjoyed it (laughs) but I wish that I'd sort of enjoyed it a little bit more than I did I think I was so worried and cautious that I wasn't that I was like doing the right things and that I was keeping myself busy that I didn't really have time to properly enjoy the moment but I mean I can I've still got like my little stolen heart and mask stars and stuff to remind us around that. <laughs>
0: <house>. <laughs> Why do you feel like then you so you feel feel like you've had that high and low then? Did that count quite quickly? Yeah, like
1: because when you're on something like I'm a celebrity, it's such a family loved show and it's something that like I would look forward to. You knew that it was starting to get to Christmas when that was on the T V and then yeah all of the press were really lovely to me and people on social media and then maybe like four months later when that novelty of being crowned wears off you're like oh no people are saying bad things as well but it's all well and good when you're getting lots of comments and stuff and it's all nice but when you start getting them and it this, it's not so nice it's a little bit of a shock especially when you're not used to sort of like the magnitude of the amount of people that are talking crap about, yeah. It's Mm. a bit overwhelming, really.
0: Was that around the DVD stuff? Is that
1: Yeah. When that kind of all kicked off. Which I'm so pleased now because I I spoke out in Grazia about it because I felt like I'd held my tongue for so long and I just wanted to sort of set the record straight with the whole DVD thing because I was so young. I was like 23 when... I signed the contract for it. I had no representation. It was all a bit of a, like, oh, well, I'm losing weight anyway. I, I Like, I'm going to get paid for it. I can pay my mum and dad's mortgage off. I, I can have, a like, a deposit for a house myself. Like, I'd be stupid to say no. But then I sort of slowly realised that it was quite detrimental to my mental health. And the way that I got through that was I kept thinking, well, I suppose if people look at me and think well I can get fit and it is good for your head I think exercise really really does help I kept thinking well I'm helping people who maybe felt like me who were embarrassed to go to the gym or feel self-conscious to go to the gym so they can do some exercises in the house but I think in hindsight it was just probably the worst thing that I've done I think now I've deleted all of my sort of before and after pictures because I realised not only were they bad for my own peace of mind, it wasn't really good for other people either because like now I look like my before picture again, but that doesn't mean that I'm not happy or not as good as the after picture. So I think I sort of quickly realised that I was given this amazing platform where I could speak out to other women and other men And like now that I've gotten older and I'm 30 at the end of this year, I'm starting to realize that actually I can make people feel better about themselves rather than worse, really. Mm. So it was a learning curve.
0: Well, I think that's, you're allowed. I think what people forget is we all, we all make mistakes and we all do things we all try stuff and yours are just publicly and like you said you had your reasons for doing it who wouldn't take the opportunity to do something to help their parents you know to set themselves up for life what was the main was the issue that you had lost weight and then you put it back on was that the backlash or what was it was
1: sort of that people said that I didn't lose the weight in like the best way um but I think I think there was like an article that just went a bit crazy where it was like sh- that I'd went to a boot camp. But I actually, the annoying thing is I didn't. I went away for like seven days, but I'd already reached sort of the weight goal that I was set. Um, and it mm. was just to sort of tone up right before the DVD um, like was filmed. And it. yeah, I think people thought that I'd been like, it like walk and rambling cut mountains for like six months but it wasn't like I genuinely (laughs) did just do those exercises but obviously I had to cut out a lot of food from what I was normally eating and I think like now Mm. that's what I want to try and say to people please don't think that sort of you you just own this DVD and then instantly within six months you can lose that amount of weight is it's a lot of it is a lot of pressure and it's a lot of work. And I think the most important thing for me was, like, I sort of re- rebelled against the DVD because I just didn't like how it happened and I just wasn't for it anymore. I then purposefully just started putting weight on. <laughs> I think I was sort of like, well, if I get big again, then it can't get brought up. Nobody can sort I can't have this stigma attached to me about this DVD... Um and people will stop buying it because they'll see that like I'm big again. So I think, yeah, in a way I was sort of my own worst enemy during that situation. But again, I was I was a lot younger and I think it's just nice as you get older and a little bit wiser that you're just like, Oh, it's okay to make mistakes as long as as long as you don't make them again, really, which I definitely won't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Has it made you self-conscious now of the way you look or are you happier now than you was then?
1: I feel like I've just started to sort of own my body again. It's only the last sort of six months that I feel like my body is my property. I think for so long, I just constantly worried about what people thought about the way that I looked and you know, I would purposefully wear things that I thought, well, that won't attract attention or what's the plainest outfit I can wear so that when I go to an awards ceremony, like, I'm not going to end up on the not hot list. And, you, you know, like, it's, I just felt like my whole appearance was for everybody else and not myself. Whereas now, for the first time in a long time, me and my family, um, we went to Florida. Remember that thing where we all used to go on holiday? Do you remember yeah, that? I remember yeah, remember that.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and I actually wore a swimsuit um, in the water park, which I know doesn't sound like a big deal. But for me, that was such a massive step, especially in front of my boyfriend. Normally, I would wear cover-ups or caftans or T-shirts and shorts, even though I'd be absolutely sweating my tees off. Mm. I would still be like, well... I'm going to just have to wear a cover-up. But yeah, I feel like now I'm not bothered. Like if I get papped and I'm not looking the best, then I hate I I feel like people constantly think if you're on the telly, you've got to look perfect all the time. And that is far from the truth.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like. Have you found now you get more positive feedback now online?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, there's some days where... People aren't as kind. But I would say on the whole, like 80% of the comments are really, really nice. And I never really used to read them because I would be too scared to see the negative ones. But now I've started reading them over the last six months and it's so nice. And like I message people and I feel like I've sort of got a separate gang of like online friends. Mm. Like people who you just chat to on, on Instagram and stuff. I don't really go on Twitter now. But I, I do go on um, Instagram and... I don't and... think
0: anyone does. Yeah.
1: No, do. <laughs> and I've started being down with the kids and doing, like, TikToks, which you are. Oh, I know. I've seen. I've
0: seen. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? I know. It's one of those things I was like, I'm never going to do TikTok. Yeah. And then since isolation, I got really into it. And it's It's just funny. It's a way of being, um, I don't know, creative and stupid. and I don't know. It's just fun, isn't it? It is just fun. It is. <laughs> Um and do you find now cuz I always think with social media i suppose for you you've had social media there for your whole career yeah um and how have you found how have you found that
1: I think it's a really good tool when it's used right i think when people aren't being awful on it it's such an amazing way to spread nice messages and to like Talk to other people to get like fashion tips and all of that. I think it's such an amazing platform. It's just a few minor people that spoil it, and and unfortunately, as humans, we tend to just draw ourselves to the negatives rather than to the the positives.
0: Mm. But it Have is you it... found like because I've I know you've been honest about your mental health before. Have you found that that's been a bit of a trigger for you? Or yeah, mass- yeah. massively. I think.
1: The There definitely is a correlation between the amount of time I spend on Instagram and my happiness. <laughs> um, I think for me, a big thing is I unfollowed people that made me feel crap about myself. That was, which sounds silly. Like, why would you follow people that make you feel crap about yourself? But for some reason, I just did. And I used to look at people and be like, wow, they they're just perfect all the time and then I was like looking through my Instagram and I was like oh hang on my my Instagram shows that I look like I'm perfect and having a wonderful Mm. time all the time and I think that's why I sort of changed the way that I used Instagram like I post where I've got no makeup on now or if I'm having a bit of a crappy day I'll say it because I think equally people need to know that they're not alone and that with the good waves also come the bad waves as well and that's what makes us all human and the same really because everyone has good days and bad days.
0: Yeah and then um, you, you got a bit of stick for a documentary you did as well and you decided to kind of address that. What made you feel like you had to address it?
1: Yeah I mean lots of people loved The British Tribe Next Door and um, we won an RTS award which was amazing and I think it had such a positive influence on some people but then um, I got this really sort of awful letter in the post um and then my mom actually did tell me that she'd removed a few of the letters already it just so happened that I got to the yeah. post first on this one um just saying like how all of my family shouldn't be proud of us and how fat and ugly I was and Oh, it was just, it was so awful. And I think because it was a letter and because someone had like went out of the way to post this letter and they'd even like clipped out newspaper articles where newspapers hadn't been nice about us. Like they'd put a lot of effort into this. I just felt really sad that someone hated us that much, that they'd went through like all of that effort. But now I realise actually it probably says more about their state of mind than mine. yeah and I think that's the thing like I know I, I do get grief a little bit about the way that I handle trolls but I genuinely do message trolls and just ask if they're okay and send them the number for the Samaritans because I just think <laughs> I have never been in a place in my life where I have felt the need to comment on someone's photo and go you look you look fat today or you look ugly today or you weren't very good on this so I just think They must be in such a dark place that they feel the only way that they're going to get any attention is by being negative. So Mm. I I try and sort of reach out to them, really, to let them know that people do care and just that's not the way to go about feeling better about yourself, putting other people down. Hmm.
0: This episode of Open Mind is brought to you in association with Very.co.uk. Relaxation is really good for you. For a start, it can help to lower blood pressure and improve concentration and mood. So the more you chill, the better you feel, which gives you a great excuse to check out Very's range of products designed to help you unwind, including night body butter, bath soaks, scented candles and cosy jumpsuits. It's time to live well, sleep well eat well and spend well at very.co.uk and do you find because I know you're really close to your, to your younger sister yeah. do you kind of do you worry about her and kind of think about how your actions and the way you deal with things affect her
1: I think yeah I think because she's 13 now and um I think that's why I have started sort of being a lot more positive on social media and sort of embracing what I look like and telling myself that actually I look nice which is something I never did before and I even can feel myself cringing <laughs> saying it out loud but I actually tell myself now oh you look nice today and like hmm. try and focus on the things that I like about myself or or be like oh, you're really kind or, and I try and sort of instill that in my little sister that I know when you're a teenager, all you think that matters is what you look like, but it really, it really doesn't. Like all that matters is that you can't, you're a kind person and that you're happy. And then the rest, the rest just follows really.
0: Mm. And is that a reason why you moved back to Newcastle as well?
1: Yeah. So I moved back home. I just couldn't handle London. I'm, I'm sure if you're from there it's a lovely place and <laughs> I, I know lots of people like I just absolutely love it and I love visiting and I love filming there but I, I just felt so lonely all of the time. Mm. It's just so busy and everybody's everybody's amazing down there because they're all really career orientated and they've got so much drive. And like, I'm not saying that I'm not, but I just felt like I didn't fit in. Like I'd say to people, oh, do you want to go for food? And then people would get the calendars out and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm free a week on Wednesday. or, And I'd be like, oh no, I just mean now. Like, do you want to go, do you want to go for food now? <laughs> but yes. And then it, it's just when I'm back home, yeah, I can just see my friends like after six o'clock, really. Everyone mm. sort of clock offs at six o'clock and then I've got stuff to do.
0: Yeah I know that it's that thing isn't it Wayne and I always say that because all my friends have got like nine to five Monday to Friday jobs and I'm always like sometimes I moan at them and I'm like why can't you be like me it's so annoying (laughs) I haven't got friends until Saturday and Sunday (laughs) so annoying and they're like bank holidays me and Wayne are always like oh oh yeah it's bank holiday it creeps up on us and all my mates have already made all their plans because they're like yes (laughs) we're free yeah so I guess (laughs) it's a bit of a like normality for you at home
1: yeah because I always say to my mum that I'm like um Hannah Montana I've got the best of both worlds (laughs)
0: because
1: I feel like as soon as I step on the train to go to London I'm like Miley Cyrus I feel like I'm like living the dream and I get to meet amazing people and I absolutely love my job. It doesn't I still can't believe that it's my actual life to be fair. And then as soon as I get on the train at King's Cross, I'm like, oh, I'm Scarlet again now. And then I stick my wellies on when I get home, walk my dog through the fields, go to the local pub, just do all the normal stuff really.
0: But you kind of started off as a family on TV, didn't you? So kind of everyone knows your whole family.
1: Does that not affect how you
0: all
1: It it makes me laugh because everyone always goes, oh, like, I think people just think I live with my mum and dad still. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, no, I don't live with them anymore. But people find it really hard to get around the fact that I don't live with my mum and dad anymore. But we are like the Geordie von Traps. We just do everything together. They are, like, my best friends, really. Like, my mum is my best, best friend.
0: But that's so nice. Not everyone has that. So you're lucky and the fact that you've chosen to move back home and that's probably a really good decision to, because you can still work. Like you say, you go in and out of London and. Yeah. And
1: I I know it it does take quite a while. And sometimes I'm away from home for maybe a week at a time or a few days at a time, but I don't really, I don't really mind. I feel like it works around sort of my family and friends and it's what's best for me. I think. I just couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't cope. And I think I lived in Camden as well. I probably chose the craziest place in London to live. (laughs) (laughs) What made you choose there? Because I'd seen it on the telly. (laughs) (laughs) And I was a massive Amy Winehouse fan. And I was like, she used to sing in all the bars there. It will be so amazing. And then it's, yeah, yeah, it is crazy. It's a crazy place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you've, you've been quite open before about the fact that you've suffered uh, with Bell's Palsy. Yeah. Yeah. So What, so what made I, you kind of open up about that?
1: Um, I think, well, one of it was because I kept getting trolled so much about having an unsymmetrical face. like really? to, Yeah, like just people just notice things and I'm like, y- you have too much time on your hands that you're noticing that like one of my eyebrows is raised a little bit more.
0: More than the so other. mine, though. My eyebrows are odd and my smile <laughs> I mean, I is not, not symmetrical and I've got one eye bigger than the other. <laughs> yeah, well, they meant to be like
1: sisters, not twins. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I openly spoke about it just because I just thought if anybody else has it, that they can see that actually, even though it is hard when you first get it and you think, oh, my God, like... I remember I was 13 and it sort of has the effects that look like you've had a stroke. So I could only speak on one side of my mouth and one of my eyes um wouldn't open. Uh, so it was difficult being a teenager and sort of not being the most glamorous of, of people anyway and then having this as well. Um, so I wanted to just talk about it so that people could see that actually it does get better and and... Things things happen, I think, to teach us lessons and to make us better people. And I think that was one of the things because I never wanted to make anyone feel as bad as I felt during that time of being a teenage. So I think, yeah, I, I was not really nasty to anyone because I thought, oh, God, I don't want them to feel how I felt. It's awful. Mm.
0: And you kind of feel to me like just talking to you and hearing like all the things you've been through. I feel like you've been through so many highs and lows and ups and downs and you know like you said you're 30 next and you know that's not very old to have gone through (laughs) so much Um, how do you find that you managed to like pick yourself back up and take on the highs
1: yeah I think I'm quite a positive person anyway I think much to the annoyance of my boyfriend like as soon as I wake up on a morning I'm like yay what a beautiful morning (laughs) (laughs) but then it might start come crashing down about Mm. (laughs) 11am but I just try and spend as much time with the people that make me feel loved. I think I I spend a lot of time with my mum and dad and my little sister and my nanny and my friends and I see I find I think I find like the joys in the simple things. Like I get really excited if my egg yolks runny. Like I know I'm gonna have a good day (laughs) if my egg yolks runny. Or just watching my favourite TV show, like watching RuPaul's Drag Race or reading a good book, I feel like, yeah, I just try and sort of do the things that make us happy. Or I have a dance about in my house. I think dancing's like a good thing, not that, I, not that I'm the best at it. Like, well, but... You used
0: to dance when you were younger, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and I think that's why, because it reminds us of like fun times as a kid. So yeah, I just dance about the house and listen to musical theatre songs. Have Have I never wanted to world. do
0: strictly because I know you did latin oh, and ballroom.
1: I would love to I actually would love to do it because it, you you loved it because you are still all friends with them all aren't you?
0: Yeah, it was it was great. It's yeah, a funny old actually...
1: world to go into but it is great. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit intense, isn't it? I think like when I used to do ballroom and latin as a kid like it is quite an intense world. Like I remember my mum putting um shoe polish on my hair to make my hair like more blacked and oh, really? shiny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is it is nuts. We had I remember one day in the studio two young kids came in and I could not believe how straight their backs were and I know that sounds so ridiculous but just seeing this little boy in like a full on suit and his hair like he looked so smart and he was yeah. so together and I was like
1: oh my god No, the posture is amazing like That's especially insane. like when you watch Britain's Got Talent and stuff and they have little dancers on you're like how how can your small bodies do all of that but that used to be you well not as good as that like I don't think I would have got through on Britain's Got Talent I'd have got buzzed <laughs> out
0: <laughs> and how do you find your relationships then with your like confidence going up and down over the years have you found you've learned a lot about being in a relationship and what you want and... Yeah, I think
1: for so long, I felt like all anybody was with me for was for fame. Mm -hmm. I hate that word as well. I'm not necessarily saying that I'm famous. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I feel like I sort of attracted men that then I realised I wanted to be on the TV. And, yeah... I feel like I should have listened to my mum more. This is good advice for anyone. I feel like mums always know. Like, (laughs) I used to think my mum was just saying, he's an arsehole, like, he's no good for you, just just for the crack, when now I realise, oh, no, it's just because she wants her child to be happy, that's all that is. (laughs) But, yeah, and I think, for me, I was always sort of just wanting to be loved. I think that's all anybody really wants, and I think whenever I would like start dating someone and I thought it was going to go somewhere I think I probably was a little bit intense because my job was crazy and I just felt like I would never get anybody because I was always aware and it's a bit of a weird world where then whoever you're with everyone knows everything about them in the press and things and um, I, I think yeah I let myself be swept away a little bit and then after you know I had boyfriends going on things like take me out and applying for love Island. Oh, really? I was like oh, oh no what's no. the did last you? thing you want I know but now I feel like with Scott I mean I feel like whenever I say I found the love of my life um it turns out it isn't the love of my life so I'm not it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think having someone who has um who's who's in the police who's got a really sort of important career job helps because I know that he really doesn't want any of that fame stuff because he has a sensible job, as my mum would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he's still having to go to work then?
1: Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's on the front line still working, although they're only going to sort of immediate jobs now to sort of stop the risk of this coronavirus spreading. So mm. it's actually a lot more calmer at work than normal, but yeah so he's still I feel a bit bad sometimes actually because I'm be like dead excited I'm like oh I've got a really busy day like I'm doing a podcast or I'm writing this and then he's like yeah I'm going to work now
0: Brings things back home <laughs> well, that's <laughs> probably quite nice for you though because it's like a bit of normality being with someone that's just completely out of the industry and yeah
1: because it makes me laugh because they they'd be like oh how was work like, And I'm like
0: yeah it was good thank you <laughs> Just chatted on Skype for an hour, that was yeah. it. <laughs> That's so nice. And how are you keeping yourself kind of sane in lockdown then? If you're quite a positive person, then this must be quite all right for you.
1: Yeah, I feel well, I've had a couple of... I, I'm like you, so I won't talk about it too much because I, I know that it triggers you as much as it triggers me. But I also have a fear of, of death in general. Like it just worries me so, so much. So I feel like keeping my brain occupied and constantly busy is what's helping us because I'm just not then thinking about it. So I'm doing things like like cooking a lot, which I don't normally do, to be fair. I'm not normally someone who will prep for like 45 minutes for a meal, but (laughs) I'm finding that really positive and actually just setting a schedule. So I'm setting an alarm so that like I'm actually getting up at a normal time and um, still putting, like, a bit of makeup on, doing my hair, doing the commute downstairs (laughs) (laughs) Um, and going for, like, a long walk with my dog. There have been days where I haven't got out of bed, I'm not going to lie, and I've just ate three Easter eggs off the trot and (laughs) binge-watched Tiger King. But um, I feel like, again, you can't feel guilty for that because there's bound to be days during this... These times where you feel a bit uncertain and you just want to have a bit of a cry.
0: I think we all think we have to be so productive and proactive every single day. (laughs) And it's like you're not like that in normal life. And this is not normal life right now. And I'm hoping it won't become normal life. So I think we have to like let ourselves off, like you say. Like I've had days where I've done the same, where I've spent the day in bed and oh, I've eaten. Far too many Easter eggs. (laughs) Um, The other day I was stressed and I ate a whole packet of biscuits in one. And I have never done that in my life. I literally got my kids' schoolwork schedule and I just sat dipping them in my tea. And then I was like, shit, they're all gone. (laughs) Wayne was like oh my god like he can do that on a daily basis yeah I, I was never gonna say that. to be
1: fair Frankie I've done that New, I've never times. done
0: it like well it's not even like just normally I get like it I get headaches from chocolate and stuff so I was like I don't normally do that didn't even touch the sides though I could have eaten yeah. another packet it's just <laughs> mad how like you go from one extreme to and then the next day I was like in a really good mood managed to go for a run and it's just I just don't think you can call it and I think we're all so tough on ourselves and we're all looking at other people on yeah instagram and you know and we're thinking oh i need to be doing this every day or whatever but i think it's great that you've got a schedule whether it be get up and go downstairs (laughs)
1: like and it's literally as simple as that like if i brush my teeth and brush my hair I'm actually quite proud of myself because I just think it's just, it is a really crazy time and I I do feel like there's a lot of pressure to sort of come out of this self-isolation with a new business plan and two stone lighter and glowing skin. I think like 2% of the population will be like that (laughs) and the rest of us will, I mean, yeah, I'm rolling out of my (laughs) dots.
0: I keep saying I'm like you're gonna have to roll me out of here yeah I also think I'm gonna feel like I feel like there's also gonna be half and half there's gonna be people that when they're allowed out that just go mental and see everyone and just go and have the best time and then there's gonna be the other side who I think I might be more on this other side of like just a little bit cautious and a little bit nervous still because I'm used to being at home now I'm used to It's weird. You kind of become part of this little bubble, and then it's quite hard to 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 pop the bubble.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm actually like, I'm actually quite enjoying sort of the safety of my walls. Yeah, like it is quite sort of comforting in the sense that I do, and like that's why I feel I really feel for people like my boyfriend going out to work and the NHS and all the key workers because I can't even imagine. How they're feeling when I feel this anxious and hepped up sometimes and I'm just in my living room. So I do really feel for people. But we're all getting through it together. I think that's the amazing thing. Like I love it when it's eight o'clock and people are clapping for for our cares. I cry every time.
0: (laughs) Every time. (laughs) I know. It is it is emotional sometimes, but it's nice. I hope we manage to keep it up. And I think after this everyone's gonna I hope everyone keeps that appreciation for the people that do all of those jobs because I think I they kind so. of go unnoticed a lot of the time. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on and talking to me. I've literally, all I've seen is up Scarlet's nostrils for the whole yeah, conversation. No, <laughs> Luckily, they're clear, so all is good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but um, it's been really nice to talk to you and thank you for being my last person on No, thank series. you. thank Special.
1: you. I'm, I was like very, very excited to be on it and then yeah, I'm pleased that I managed to slip in before series 2 ended. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, but we'll see you back for
0: series 3. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Bray. <babe. laughs> Thank you. Bye, hun. Bye. Open Mind the podcast is sponsored by very.co.uk.